Hi, everyone, and welcome. Today, we are talking about why are you still on T4? Now, for most of you, I'm talking about T4 only. And we have circled around this topic round and round again in other podcasts and other meetings together. But it's worth repeating because I continue to see questions and complaints and and cries for help especially on Facebook and the Facebook groups from people that are on T4 only and they're still struggling. So if this is you, you got to listen up, you got to get your notebook out. We're going to be deep diving into why this isn't working for you and why the hell are you still on it if you are fat, frustrated and tired? It's time to do some change up here. Are you finally at your wits end where you are tired of dealing with doctor after doctor? Maybe you've spent thousands on integrative or functional practitioners that have not helped you at all because they don't know the thyroid and hormones. They're not even testing properly. So come work with myself and my team. We prescribe to all 50 states and parts of Canada. I have you covered. I've been building this team for years so that I could help you no matter where you are. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes, book a free application call. We're going to go over your current health situation, what worked, what hasn't worked, all the things. And then we will pair you up with the right program for you where we will do it all. You will come out the other side of the program, totally optimized, getting your life back. You're going to recognize the person you see in the mirror again. Doesn't that sound absolutely amazing? Well, it might sound... Like you don't even believe it, but I promise you, I promise you, we will take good care of you. So click the link in the show notes, book a call today, and we'll be talking to you soon. Welcome to the Thyroid Fix Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Horneman, functional medicine practitioner, functional nutritionist, and thyroid and weight loss expert. We're talking all things thyroid, hormone, and health-related in order to empower, educate, and transform you. So if you're ready to get your life back, then let's get started. So let's start with the basics. If you still have a thyroid, this applies to my total thyroidectomy, partial thyroidectomy, and still having a thyroid patient. So all of y'all. If you still have a thyroid, then your thyroid, even if you have Hashimoto's, the autoimmune form of hypothyroidism, you are producing some T4 and T3. So if you're on medication, if you're on that T4 only, then what your doctor is doing is replacing the T4 medication that, let's say your thyroid once produced a lot of, but then that T4 has to convert over to T3. So your thyroid gland produces T4 and T3. You're taking T4, so that T4 combined with the T4 that your thyroid still produces, a little bit of, depending on what stage of Hashimoto's you're in, you're still producing a little bit, that has to convert over. So that has to convert to free T3, the active thyroid hormone. That active thyroid hormone attaches onto receptor sites on every single one of your cells, every single one. So your brain has receptor sites on it for T3. Your liver has receptor sites on it for T3. Your heart has receptor sites on it for T3. That T4 must, must, must convert over into free T3, into the T3 thyroid hormone, the active thyroid hormone, and connect onto those receptor sites on your cell. Now, here's the problem. 
I always say that that conversion is like running a marathon with hurdles. It's hard, hard, hard to do. And many times what we'll see is that T4 converts instead to reverse T3. Now, reverse T3 is the antithyroid hormone. I always, you'll hear me use this analogy over and over again. It's like a bouncer at the club. It's a bouncer outside of your cell door saying, Mr. T3, Mr. T, Mr. T3, you can't get in. You're not allowed in. You're not allowed in to do your job today, like running your metabolism, growing your hair, lifting your brain fog, giving you some focus and concentration, giving you energy to get through the day. And that's why you are still fat, frustrated, and tired on T4 only, because that reverse is standing outside the cell door. That could be one of your problems. So reverse T3, we test it, we look at it, we have a functional lab value that says, you know, we really like it below a 12. If that reverse T3 is high and you are on T4 only, you will continue to feel more and more like crap. That reverse T3 goes up, you have more bouncers outside of your cell doors. T3, what's in there, can't get in. And your hypo symptoms continue and get worse and worse and worse. So they build upon themselves. Maybe you started with just fatigue. Then you put on those extra 20 pounds. Then you figured out that you can't even finish a sentence because of your brain fog. Then you started having constipation. So they're going to build upon itself. All the while you're saying, hey, my doctor says I'm normal. He's doing all the testing. He, she doing all the testing, right? Normal, quote unquote, but I still feel like crap. Well, is your doctor testing reverse T3? Is it above a 12? Are you just taking T4 only? Those are the questions to ask yourself. And then we look at your free T3 level. So if all that T4 that you're taking in only converts to reverse T3 or free T3, let's look at your free T3 level. Are you getting that tested? That you nine out of 10 of you aren't. So grab your labs, look for free T3 on your labs. That we really want in the upper quadrant. So I say 3.5 or above, but I know many of you listeners are from other countries. So we have to say the upper quadrant of that range. Now, that being said, you can go over the range to your optimal might be different from Susie Q's optimal over here. And just like my optimal is different from your optimal. So 3.5 or above. Yes, you can crest over that range. We need to test the free T3 to know how much active thyroid hormone is in your body. So let's go all the way back. You have a thyroid. Thyroid is producing T4 and T3, but you're on T4 because you have hypothyroidism or Hashimoto's. You've been diagnosed. Your doctor is giving you T4. T4 only keeps testing you, keeps testing that TSH and free T4, keeps telling you you're normal, or maybe gives you more T4. So then we just keep going up and up and up in the dose. So now your dose is increasing. You feel worse. Your dose is increasing. You feel more like garbage. You get more hypo symptoms. Is anybody testing your reverse T3 and free T3? Probably not. So here you are stuck on T4 only. Why are you still staying on T4 only? Well, because my doctor told me I have to, and he increased my dose and said that everything was fine and told me I was normal. But if you don't feel good, if you don't feel like your self, like you used to, if you don't recognize the person in the mirror, then that's not optimal. Then that doesn't, that means you are not okay. And you cannot accept normal from your doctor as he continues to increase and increase your T4. 
Okay, so let's go back to the beginning. You have you have had a partial thyroidectomy or total thyroidectomy. So now we're taking a piece of your thyroid out, maybe a piece, maybe the whole thing. And then let's let's follow the logic on this. Then we give you T4 only. And we say, here you go. Good luck. We hope you convert because we're not giving you any T3. Remember that thyroid gland that you used to have or that was all there at one point in time? That used to produce T4 and T3. It produced two thyroid hormones. It gave you a little bit of the active thyroid hormone. It gave you a little bit of T3 when it was there and it was working. And it also gave you T4. T4 is your storage. That's the storage. So T4 has to convert, remember. So now you have no thyroid or half of one, and we're giving you T4 only, and we are what? You guys have heard me say this before, crossing our fingers and wishing on a rainbow that it converts over to T3. But nobody, still, we poor thyroidectomy patients, nobody's testing your reverse T3. Nobody's testing your free T3. At this point, it makes even less sense to test your TSH or even look at it because what difference does it make? You don't have a thyroid anymore anyways. So thyroid stimulating hormone, thyroid stimulating hormone, what's there to stimulate? You don't have a thyroid gland anymore for my total thyroidectomies, my TTs. My PTs, you still have one. Yeah, we can take a peek at your TSH, but we really need to look at that reverse T3 and free T3. If we don't, you're screwed. You're going to be suffering with hypo symptoms and it's going to get worse and worse and worse. And you're going to be told that you're normal, you're normal, you're normal. And then you're going to progress into the, here's a Band-Aid, Susie Q. Here's a Band-Aid for you, Sally. Here's an antidepressant. Here's a blood pressure medication. Here's a statin. Here's a water pill. And maybe we'll even put you on some birth control because, you know, it sounds kind of like hormones, even though we didn't actually test your hormones. Your hormones are messed up. Here's a birth control pill. So now you're getting all of these Band-Aids instead of just freaking getting some T3. Give me some T3. That's the active thyroid hormone. So that's where we intervene. That's where we pull you away from the doctor that keeps telling you that you're normal. We pull you away from the doctor that is not testing anything beyond TSH and free T4. And we do thorough testing and we say, okay, Susie Q or Miss Sally, whichever one you are, we are going to look at your labs in their entirety because you poor thing have been stuck on T4 for years. And all the doctors that you've seen, it could be 10 different doctors, five different functional practitioners, three nutritionists, and two integrative medicine docs. And I'm sorry if you still feel like garbage, they have not done their job or they do not specialize in the thyroid. So we're going to pull you away from all of them and we're going to look at you as a whole person. So we're going to test everything. We're going to look at everything. We're going to get that full picture of what's going on with you beyond the TSH and free T4. Because if you're on T4 only and you keep taking it and you keep hoping that you're going to feel better and you keep trusting in the fact that your doctor says you're normal when deep down you know that you're not and you're really freaking frustrated that people keep telling you you're normal and you're like, um, I'm not normal. I'm really messed up. Somebody needs to jump in and help me. Or you reach that point where you go, am I going crazy? Maybe I am actually losing my mind. Maybe the doctors are right. Maybe I'm just depressed and I need an antidepressant 
maybe I just need a sleeping pill. Yeah, my blood pressure is really high. Gee, that has nothing to do with stress, does it? Maybe I am losing my mind. And then you fall into it. You fall into what you're being told when in reality, it's so simple. You just need to be looked at as a whole person. You need to look at that free T3 and the reverse T3 to get that whole picture of what's going on. In addition, since I'm on a little bit of a, of a, of a mini rant, let's also talk about the, the antibodies. Do you know that there are two thyroid antibodies? Some doctors don't realize that there are two, or they find that one is more important than the other. There is TPO and TGA, so thyroid peroxidase and thyroglobulin antibody. So you can call it TPAB, however you want to call it. When you're looking at your labs, you're going to look for the whole spelling or the abbreviation. Both of those need to be tested for us to see whether or not you have Hashimoto's. Hashimoto's is the autoimmune form of hypothyroidism. It's important for us to know, not that, I mean, I'm not going to stick you on T4 only if you have Hashimoto's, that's for darn sure, but we're going to treat you just like any other hypo patient. 95, 95% of hypothyroid patients have Hashimoto's. It's nice to know because as you progress through those stages of Hashimoto's, and we can give you a link to the other podcast in the Thyroid Fix podcast grouping of the five stages of Hashimoto's that might be good for you to go back and listen to because we don't want to go into every stage right now, but there are five stages. And once you progress into stage four and five, now you're looking at other autoimmune conditions. So I've had a couple patients in the last couple of weeks have Hashimoto's and rheumatoid arthritis, Hashimoto's and celiac disease, Hashimoto's and Crohn's and psoriasis. So where we see one, we normally see more than one. We want to keep those antibodies at bay. We want to reduce them. Now, antibodies do fluctuate. So you can't base your, your wellness or your, let's say, success in thyroid treatment just based on antibodies alone. They do fluctuate, but we want to take a look at them and know whether or not you have Hashimoto so we can keep everything at bay and keep your autoimmune from progressing into other autoimmune conditions. Okay, so back to T4 only. Why are you on T4 only if you still feel fat, frustrated, and tired? I saw a question on Facebook and it was in one of the groups and basically, I can't remember the exact question. I should look it up for you guys, but it was basically saying that I'm really, really frustrated. I have all these symptoms, boom, 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 listing them all. And you all know them because you all have them. Y'all been there. I know I've been there. So you have all these symptoms. You feel like you're going crazy. You just want somebody to tell you what the hell's wrong. And she's on T4 only. And she's saying, well, what do I do? And you got people jumping in and go, well, check your vitamin D. Okay, well, that's, 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 a, that's a good answer for, for time, you know, for looking at fatigue. But that wouldn't be my first go-to. And they're like, well, make sure you're eating a certain way. Well, yeah, okay, that, that's good and all. But there, there aren't foods that contain T3 in them, FYI. So to answer her question, number one, you're on T4 only. The reason why you have all those symptoms is because you're on T4 only. That in and of itself, without looking at any of your other labs, that in and of itself doesn't work in the majority of patients. Because when we're talking about conversion, I said earlier, it's like a marathon with hurdles. 
we have to look at all the other factors. Now, how many of you, and I bet you this lady asking this question, did not have her estrogen, progesterone, free and total testosterone, DHEA, full iron panel with ferritin, zinc, magnesium, iodine, selenium, insulin, hemoglobin A1C, a comp metabolic panel, a CBC, Epstein-Barr virus, Lyme panel, and I probably missed a few in there. Bet you she didn't have all those. So that's what we have to look at for that conversion factor. Is she converting all that T4 that the doctor's dumping down her throat and she still feels like crap? Is she converting that? Is there is there an issue in one of those labs that will tell us like, hey, this is a problem. This is interfering with T4 and T3 conversion. Or does she just flat out not freaking convert well? Maybe she just doesn't. Maybe she's just not good at converting T4 to T3. We chalk it up. We make her feel better. So it comes down to looking at her as a whole person. And instead of throwing darts and saying like, well, this week I'll do the AIP diet and hope that I feel better. No, let's look at your labs. Let's look at your symptoms. Let's look at all the factors that interfere with T4 to T3 conversion. And let's do something about it. Get the freak away from your doctor. Let's actually fix you and get you on the right medication at the right dose for your body, address the other factors that need to be addressed, like high insulin, high estrogen, estrogen dominance, a clogged liver, heavy metal toxicity, mold toxicity, Epstein-Barr virus in its active form, Lyme disease, I mean, on and on and on. Let's fix that and do everything at once. And then guess what? You won't have to post anymore in the Facebook groups. Please help me. Why do I feel like garbage? I'm on 112 micrograms of Synthroid and XYZ. My doctor isn't listening to me. Then move doctors. Go away. Go away from the doctor that won't test you beyond TSH and 3T4. Go away from the doctor like I did that said, I'm sorry, I only treat with T4. And you go, well, you know what? I read all this. I heard this lady on this thing called the Thyroid Fix Podcast, and she keeps talking about T3. And then she had experts on and they're BSing about T3 and the power of T3. And, you know, there might be something to this. So if your doctor responds with, well, I'm sorry, I don't do that, then it's time to move on. It's time to move down the road. I'm taking a minute to interrupt the podcast just to tell you how you can sign up for a free discovery call with me to learn how we can work together as a team and how I can help you to get your life back. So if you go to my website at amyhorneman.com and click on book a call, you can schedule a call that's convenient for you. It'll be about 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and that's where you will learn what it looks like to work with me, everything that we cover top to bottom with your health, how we develop a treatment plan, a personalized nutrition plan, a personalized supplement plan, and how we work together as a team with me holding your hand to get you your life back. I know this is a bit off topic, but I have to tell you this story. And I absolutely, I mean, I I promise you I will be doing a separate video podcast, something on this because it literally infuriated me last week. I'm doing a follow-up with a patient and she goes to her OBGYN. So her endocrinologist, worthless, pointless. So she goes to her OBGYN. Now, sidestep, eventually, now she is seeing my nurse practitioner who is part of my team because we're just not, we're not dealing with the the BS anymore. We're not even wasting time trying to to pretty please our way through endocrinologists and PCPs and OBGYNs that won't listen and won't test and, and treat people this way. 
So she's good now, but we got her on, on the right track. She's, she's seeing my MP, but she wanted to try her OBGYN, who she, I believe she had heard was very, very good. Heard very good things about this woman. And she goes in and the woman pretty much in a nutshell puts her down for having these complaints or concerns. Tells her, well, you're just getting older, you know, you're 45. You're never going to have a 25 year old body. So you might as well forget that. And, you know, you're, you're getting older. So we don't need to we don't need to test your, your hormones because, you know, you're, you're going to be in menopause anyway. So those don't really matter. She said a couple other demeaning things and to which my patient left and cried in her car. And then we talked that day. So we got her back on track all as well. But it's very easy, even though we had been working together. She has heard me. She has heard me ad nauseum, just like all y'all have. And it, it still affected her. It still hit her. When, when, when her OBGYN flat out said to her, like, I'm sorry, why even desire to have a 25-year-old body, Right. That sucks. Who says that? Who says that to a patient? And then I will tell you, I can't remember the exact details of the story, but something else similar happened within days. Days later, I talked to a new patient who pretty much got the same run around, the same spiel from her doctor saying, you're just getting older. Your labs are fine. You're normal. You're just getting older. This is just something you're just going to have to get used to because you're just getting older. Ugh. I can't even go down that hole, right? It just infuriates me as it does you. So those stories do kind of tie into the topic of the day. Why are you still on T4? Because it's not working. I implore you, if you are one of the people that are right now getting ready, you're you're pulling up Facebook to post in the group, please help me. I feel like garbage. What do I do? Then you need to move on. If your doctor is not testing, beyond TSH and free T4, you need to move on. If your doctor will not be open to a change of medication beyond T4, you need to move on. If your doctor is not testing for all those cofactors that are involved in T4 to T3 conversion, you need to move on. That's just what I'm saying. T4 to T3 conversion is imperative. I'm not saying that you have to be T3 only. You don't have to be on T3 only, but for God's sake, don't be on T4 only and feel like crap and accept this as a way of life. So I guess this message is both educational a rant and giving you hope all at the same time. So take that for what it's worth. Hopefully you got some nuggets out of that to at least be able to write down and think on. And I guarantee you, we have some new people listening. They're going like, yeah, okay, that's me. I do. I post in the groups because I feel like garbage and people are telling me to change my diet and take some vitamin D and that shit ain't working. So I'm going to have to do something different in order to get my life back and feel better and actually enjoy who I'm looking at in the mirror when I get out of the shower and catch that glimpse of myself naked in the mirror. You know, you got, you got to be able to tolerate that. You got to be able to halfway like what you see looking back at you and we can definitely get you there. So don't accept normal. Don't accept you're just getting older. Don't accept it because you don't have to. There are definite answers. T4 to T3 conversion has many factors that go into it. We have to look at them all. And I will say one more thing before I get to all your questions. One last thing I will say, nine times out of 10, we see insulin resistance with hypothyroidism. I, I have a whole separate podcast on just insulin resistance and hypo. We see insulin resistance with hypothyroidism. If you do not do something to pull that insulin down. Now, when you're testing your insulin, that should be below a six. When you're testing your hemoglobin A1C, that should be 5.0 or 5.1 
maybe 5.2, and your fasting glucose should be below an 86. Now, I know some of you are getting high fasting glucose numbers, especially if you're testing yourself with a glucometer. Look at your fasting insulin and your hemoglobin A1C. You got to bring those bad boys down or you will never convert T4 to T3. It just won't happen. It will not happen. And you will be just a fat storing machine because fat cells grow in the presence of insulin. So here you are already stuck on T4. Your doctor won't change. They're not testing everything. You got insulin resistance. You got the double whammy to your metabolism, which is hypothyroidism that isn't being treated properly, plus insulin resistance. You're just going to be storing fat left and right. So if weight is an issue, please, please, please consider that as well. And again, if your doctor won't test for insulin or hemoglobin A1C and he thinks a comp metabolic panel with a glucose number is enough, it's time to move away. Time to move away. Okay. So some awesome, awesome sauce questions that I want to get to here. What do you suggest if taking armor but free T3 is still lower at 3.1? Reverse T3 is at 13, right? That cusp. How do you increase the T3? That's a great question. So when you're on armor, listen, just because you're on armor and you're taking some T3, it's magical, but it's not the, you know, miracle solution for you. The question would be the dose. And here's the thing with armor. We can change the ratio. So when you're taking any kind of natural desiccated thyroid, NDT, we it's roughly 80% T4, 20% T3. So if we're finding that, hey, you're converting, you're converting, you're at a 13, like we'd like that to be a little bit low, but it's not that, like you're right, you're right there. And then we check everything else. So we're checking your iron, we're checking your ferritin, your zinc, your iodine, your magnesium, your selenium, your estrogen, your insulin, your A1C, all of that good stuff. Your cortisol, did I mention cortisol before? I didn't, cortisol and stress level. If we're checking all of that, and all of that is cool. And all of that checks out. Well, then what I would do with you is first, maybe increase the armor. Second, we can change the ratio and add some T3 in so that you have a higher ratio of T3 than just 20%. Maybe we change that. We, we tip the scales a little bit. So it becomes like 70, 30, 60, 40. And then what do we do? We ask you how you're feeling. And we look at labs, both and not either or both and. So what do your labs say then? And then how do you feel? I hope that answers your question, but that's what I would say is, is actually, how do you feel? How do you feel? And that's the big thing. Don't just go by your labs. So this would be a totally different question if you said, what do you suggest of taking armor, but free T3 is still lower at 3.1, reverse T3 is 13.1. And I feel like garbage. Well, then immediately, I mean, we're going to, yeah, we're going to increase the armor. Maybe we'll add in some T3. We got to get that level up. Get the reverse down just a tad and get the free up. Okay, question on T3, tertroxin. Pill container doesn't say the dose. Well, that's kind of wrong. Um, one small little white pill. How much should one take if T3 only? Girl, I can't, I don't know. I can't answer that. You, If you have a prescription, it's, it should say the dose on it. So you should absolutely, and you as a patient need to be your own patient advocate. And you need to know what dose you are on. So whoever prescribed this for you, please call them or check your medical records, you know, check your patient portal, see what dose you're on and make sure you're taking the right one. Because sometimes we tell people, hey, we'll tell patients split this pill in half and take half in the morning, half in the afternoon. That's totally different from taking one pill and one pill. And sometimes you get 
So in the U.S., you're talking about um, an out-of-country T3, but in the U.S., we have five micrograms or 25 micrograms and then 50. So if we want to go, let's say, dosing a patient at 15 micrograms of T3, we're going three pills of five. You don't want to mistakenly go three pills of 25. You don't want to be accidentally taking 75 if you're only supposed to be taking 15. So you have to know what, what each pill is and what your prescribing dose is. Like, what is your prescription? Let's know that. We got to know that. Okay. Says the nurse practitioner on your team is out of state. Does she do telemedicine? And would insurance cover labs that she would recommend? Yes. So there are some states in the U.S. here that have banned telemedicine for whatever reason. Uh, I know Virginia, Michigan, Missouri, Mississippi, one of the other M's, Mississippi, not Missouri, Mississippi. Uh, they are, we, we cannot do telemedicine, but all the other states, yes. And we can prescribe across state lines. Yay. And yes, insurance does cover labs most of the time. Now, every so often we'll get a patient that has this wackadoodle insurance that says we don't cover labs if the labs are written by a practitioner that is out of network. But that's literally one in every thousand, I would say. Patients will have that kind of wacky answer um, occur. But most of the time, yes, absolutely we can. And let's see. Is there a connection between Hashimoto's and non-alcoholic fatty liver? Really good question. What do you recommend for non-alcoholic fatty liver disease? So with Hashi, we often see high insulin. So I said insulin resistance, type 2 diabetes. It is that high insulin that often, often, often causes fatty liver because the fat accumulates in the liver from people walking around with really high insulin and high glucose numbers. So that fat will literally accumulate in the liver. So what responds to, or what NALD, non-alcoholic, N-A-F-L-D, NAFLD, what that responds to is intermittent fasting and a low-carbohydrate diet. Because when you pull down the insulin and you're dropping the glucose level and you're maybe even producing some ketones, and you do some intermittent fasting, you're allowing your body to burn the fat stores that are in your liver. So instead of the fat stores on your body, we want to burn those fat stores in the liver. And in order to do so, we have to drop the insulin, lower the, the blood glucose, get you out of that insulin resistant state. And then your body can actually tap into your liver to burn those fat stores. And there's some supplements that we can use as well. You, you've heard me talk about berberine. I love berberine by Designs for Health, Berberine Synergy. It has alpha lipoic acid in it. We can link to that in the show notes as well. Um, since we're talking about it, but love that. That helps with insulin resistance, type two diabetes, balances that insulin and, and glucose effect, making it more of a wave-like pattern so that when you're in this wave-like pattern, your body can actually tap into fat stores for fuel. Instead of being in this roller coaster pattern up and down, up and down, where your body instead in the high is always storing fat. So it's kind of what we talked about earlier, that you're always like you're a super, super duper fat store. Like you're in fat storage mode all the time. You're not fat burning, you're fat storing when your insulin is high and your thyroid is not functioning properly. Okay. Is it okay to take Synthroid and T3 sublingual if you have malabsorption issues? Yes, you can, man. That gets really kind of chalky after a while. Oh, but yes, you absolutely can. And then the other advice that I often give is 
to take your Synthroid at night, right before bed. So if you're taking, if you're not on an NDT, you can actually split this up and you can take your T4 medication right before your head hits the pillow. There's a really interesting study out that shows and, and statistically significant is we'll take that out of the equation. Yeah, it was definitely statistically significant, but it was huge. Like the difference was huge. So free T3 went up, free T4 went up, reverse T3 went down, thyroid antibodies went down, T3 uptake went up. Every single marker for thyroid improved, TSH went down, improved. Every marker improved when patients took it right before bed versus in the morning. And then think about it, it makes it way easier for you. You don't have to wait that full hour before drinking your coffee because we all know you want to get up, you want to get going, you want to drink your coffee, you want to eat your breakfast. You don't have to wait that full hour because you already took it at night. Now you take your T3 in the morning. Yes. And then you're saying, but what about my T3? If you're still working at getting optimized, then I say, you know, if you can wait a full hour, that would be great. But if you are optimized like myself, I can kind of get away with like half hour, 45 minutes. And then I can drink my coffee when on T3 only because T3 doesn't react as much as or have as many issues as T4 does in terms of absorption. So taking T4 right before bed improves your absorption rate. They actually tested, they, they um, saw in that study that T4 has a circadian rhythm. Well, TSH has a circadian rhythm. So by taking T4 at night, the absorption is better in your gut through the night and your TSH increases at night. So this helps push that down because we want that down. Uh, let's see. Last question. And then I will let you all go. What are your thoughts on LDN? And should there be any circumstances that it shouldn't be taken? Okay, that's a great question. I love LDN. Low dose naltrexone, for those of you who don't know what it is. LDN is used in autoimmune conditions. It works fantastically to bring down antibodies. It works really, really well on insulin resistance. And it lowers inflammation. Now, are there any circumstances that it shouldn't? That's individualized. So that really is between you and your prescribing doctor as to if you fall into like a contraindication category of some sort. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes people aren't candidates for it, but I can't think of one off the top of my head to throw out to you in terms of like, oh, yes, LDN and I don't know, AFib or don't go together. I, that's just made up. I just totally pulled that out. But I, I don't know off the top of my head what contraindications there are for LDN. So there we go. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, please share this episode and check out the entire Thyroid Fix podcast on iTunes. And it would be awesome if you left a review. And just a reminder that anything you hear on this podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat. So you always want to check with your doctor about any advice given on this podcast. And if you would like to schedule a discovery call, please refer to the show notes for all the links. Everything that we talk about in this podcast will be in there with a guide for you on how you can get your life back. Let's get fixed. <laughs>